0: Ksubas perak yud gimel mishnah yud aleph thirteen eleven in the last mishnah of Maseches Ksubas in the previous mishnah we talked about the rules regarding relocating and a spouse if one can force his wife to relocate etc. Here we have not relocating within Eretz Yisrael or for that matter outside of Eretz Yisrael which was the topic and natural extension of the previous mishnah but rather moving to or from Eretz Yisrael and the mishnah says hakol maalin Eretz Yisrael. Anybody, everybody, meaning either spouse, for starters, um, can require his spouse um, or her spouse to relocate to Eretz Israel, everyone in the whole family. And nobody can force anybody to leave Eretz Yisrael. Meaning that since, according to Moshe Shonim, living in Eretz Yisrael is a mitzvah, so one ought to be there, one should be there, and therefore, if either wife or husband wants to relocate to Eretz Yisrael, um, he can demand or she can demand that the spouse comes with. And if um, she refuses, so then he can divorce without giving her a ksuba. If she, if he refuses, then she can demand the get from him. Now, the word hakol always comes to add something. And this Mishnah hakol is coming to add that even an evid ivri, so an evid ivri is a regular Jew who is got into financial trouble, and he's essentially sold his time for 70 years to his owner. So, since the owner owns his time, the Kiddush is not, but not his person, still, if the owner is moving to Eretz Yisrael, he can force his Evid ivory, excuse me, his Evid, his evid Ivri, to come with him to Eretz Yisrael. They're and no one can force anyone to leave, meaning, if either spouse wants to make Yerida leave Eretz Yisrael, they cannot force their spouse to come with them. Um, and similarly, uh, if one brings an Evid Ivri to Eretz Israel and he wants to relocate, then he cannot force Evid Ivri to um, come with him. That's The Evid Ivri issue is how the Bartner learns, based on Rashi here. Interestingly, Rashi in Mesach's Erevin, and Daf Gimel, understands that uh, the Mishnah is talking about an Evid Kanani, a non-Jewish um, slave who's owned. Um, and the point is that... Um, if he can, if he wants to be sold in Eretz Yisrael, he can demand that, and he can't be taken from Eretz Yisrael. He can be forced; he can demand being sold there in Eretz Yisrael instead of um, relocating from Eretz Yisrael. Not only that, says the Mishnah, but Hakol Mal in the Hakol Motziin. And similarly, um, if one wants to upgrade and relocate to Yerushalayim, where um, the kedusha is more than the rest of Eretz Yisrael. And uh, as you saw in there in the first parik. Um, and according to some like some sofa, there's like a bigger mitzvah to live in Yerushalayim than the rest of Eretz Yisrael. So therefore, he or she can force his or her spouse to relocate to Yerushalayim. Um, and also, Ve'en HaKol and if either one wants to leave, they can't force the other one to go with them. Um, and the same Hakol would add even the Evid Kanani, or the Ivri, as the case may be. Echra the ve'echra nashim. Um, and the this rule applies both to men and women, or I should say women and men, uh, meaning either spouse. Now, so that would be then, that's the end of the topic of that, of that first half of the Mishnah. And um, where one has to stand Israel, even going to the Rambam, who understands there is currently no mitzvah, midoraisa to live in Eretz Yisrael. Even he um, codifies this Lahalacha and says more than that, that everyone should live in Eretz Yisrael um, if they can, and um, no one's allowed to leave Eretz Yisrael, except for a certain extent of any circumstances. You can look over there in Helchos Malachim in the 5th parak, starting from Malachat and see the details of there according to the Rambam. But the, my point here is that even the Rambam who holds that there's no mitzvah to live in Eretz Yisrael still holds that every Jew ought to live in Eretz Yisrael and ought not leave once they get there. Now, the second half of the Mishnah, and this is the last topic we'll have in our Masechta, is talking about the payment of the Ksuba in the event that one relocates during his marriage. So now, the basic rule would be, let's say we enter into a deal, and deal is not even a marriage deal, just a deal that says, you know, if we break up our partnership, I'll give you $100. Now, if I don't specify dollars of which country, let's say we sign that deal in the United States, but we relocate to Canada. So the question would be, well, when we do our breakup and have to pay $100, are those Canadian dollars or American dollars? And the basic rule is, that we go after the place where the obligation was undertaken. So, in the case of it started in America, it would be American dollars. And that's because that's what everyone was agreeing to, presumably. Now, um, something similar should apply to Ksuba as well. However, since Ksuba is Midurabanon, there's going to be a leniency. We'll see Machlokas if it is in fact Midurabanon, but if you hold Midurabanon, Lahalacha, it is. So, therefore, there'll be a leniency. Um, and the leniency is that um, one can pay the lesser amount. Um, if there's an ambiguity, and one relocates, provided that at all events he never gives less than the minimum amount that was prescribed by Chazal. Chazal said that first-time marriages are 200 Zuz, second time have 100 Zuz, they had in mind the Zuz was a dinar, they had in mind that the dinar they're talking about is the dinar of the Medina in Eretz Yisrael, which is one eighth silver, and the rest was copper, um, so it works out to like a certain amount of silver as a minimum, let's call that 120 grams of silver, of silver content in those, in those 200 ZOZ coins. So the idea is that, like at all events, no matter what currency you're talking about, he has to give a bare minimum of at least 120 Zos, 120 grams of silver, let's say, of value. But um, he can go after the lesser valuable currency in the event that he moved from one jurisdiction to another jurisdiction with different currency um, between when they got married and when they get divorced. That's the gist of it. So the mission says inside, here's more details. It says... Nasa isha If a man marries a woman in Eretz Yisrael and divorces her in Eretz Yisrael, then of course no he has to pay her out her two hundred zuz or whatever the k'suba stipulates uh, based on local Eretz Yisrael currency. Nasa isha If they got married in Eretz Yisrael, and that was the k'suba and he divorces her elsewhere, the Mishnah takes the example of Cappadocia, um Assuming that's the proper translation for this word. Um, Cappadocia. Cappadocia, Cappadocia, why it was chosen here is because the coins of Cappadocia were worth more than those of Eretz Yisrael. So the point is that even though he's getting divorced in Cappadocia and he used dinner over there, still no salam mimaos He can pay her out in Eretz Yisrael money because A, that still meets the minimum requirement of like I'll call the 120 grams of silver, the chazalat and B, when they took the obligation they were living in Eretz Yisrael. So of course that's what they meant. On the flip side, Nasa Isha B'Cappadocia if they got in, married in Cappadocia where the coins are worth more, and he committed to give her the, the 200 dinar or zoos over there, the ger should be And when they get divorced, they do it in Eretz Yisrael. So it says the tana here, he can give her Eretz Yisrael money. Because since it's this tana holds that a ksuba payment is only rabbinic in nature, and the rabbis had this in mind, the rabbi said the minimum has got to be the 200 zuz of Eretz Yisrael. So that's what he can give her, 200 zuz of Eretz Yisrael, even though it's a leniency. Now, Rabbi Shimma Omer, he disagrees. He holds that the obligation to pay at is an obligation of mid or and that being the case, since he undertook to pay in Cappadocia, he has to pay in Cappadocia coins, because that'll be, it's a deraisa, has to fill it in with the stricture. And therefore, no slum mos Cappadocia, says Rabbi Gamliel, but the Allah is like the Tanakama. One can be lenient again and give the last of the two currencies again, provided that he gives a total value of at least 200 zuz for marriage to throw. Finally, Nasa Ishba Cappadocia, Vagershba Cappadocia, if they got married in Cappadocia and divorced in Cappadocia, then according to everybody, it's pushit. no Islam Cappadocia, he has to give her Cappadocian money because what else could they possibly mean or intend? And of course, the obligation. So that's the Lucha also. And um, to the extent that it's applicable that we pay out Ksuba in any case. And, and with that, um, we finish finished Ksubas. Mazel tov to everybody. Baruch Hashem. And next up, we will learn Be'ez HaShem Meseches Nedarim.